Warning, this podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins. And I am a virgin. <laughs> and, and you don't have a husband. And I don't have a husband. Uh, I'm, I'm the virgin this week because I've never seen a, this truly disturbing movie that we're about to talk about. Um, and we're going to talk about it. And that is my intro for you because chances are you've listened to this podcast before and you probably know what we do here. What are the rules of the pod? So... I watched this film. It's called Barbarian. Came out this year in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, and I actually went to the see- the theater to see it Ooh. on my lonesome on like a Saturday or a Sunday. You dare mock me for being a <laughs> unwetted movie virgin when you go <laughs> to see I'm movies going to alone. I'm the theater by myself. It was, you know, after I experienced it, first I should say that I was delighted, oh. the fucking lighted by it. Okay. And then I thought, oh, I wish there had been more people in the theater with me because I could hear the energy and kind of feel the energy of the people around me, but it would have been so much more fun in a crowded theater to hear everyone's reactions to everything that happened. I just do not get that. I it, hear so many people talk about that, how it's so great to like experience movies with everyone else. Movie. I have never felt that way about it. It just anything. depends on the movie, but this is one of those movies, and I... Went in with no expectations. I had heard very good things, but I knew nothing about the film, and I really just wanted to be surprised by it. And I was in so many really good, fun ways. And in watching it, it again, and in watching again, I was remembering all of those feelings that I was having as I was watching it the first time, and it was really just wonderful. Um, I don't feel like that's the word I would use to describe it. Wonderful. But. So you sent some, I will describe them as disturbing text messages last night. <laughs> um, in advising our friend Mike to not watch this so film. The first, the first message was about five minutes in. And I told them basically all it is right now is what, like... You bitched about millennials. Millennials having a crisis about where to stay. Because... Yeah. Fucking A, find a hotel. Just drive around. You Oh, all of Detroit, all of Detroit is booked up with a convention. You fucking kidding me? No. So you that's drive what you around. were thinking when you were watching this? You weren't thinking like maybe he's going to like kill her? No, I was thinking why did she even walk in there? Here's what you do. You find out that somebody else is staying there. And I you am, leave. Yeah, you don't go inside because here's what's going to happen. Either he's lying to you, he didn't actually book the place, and he's going to rape you and kill you. Just a given. He does look like a rapist and a killer. He's very much a monster. <laughs> um, or he's not lying and you got to find another place to stay anyway because if you stay with him, he's probably going to rape you and kill you. Yeah. So why are you going inside at all? Just go drive around until you find a hotel. So. Or find a safe street and sleep in your car. 
Why she, would you choose to stay with this strange man? So she definitely made some interesting choices in the beginning, but she, I would not call them interesting. <laughs> I would call them poor. Choices. And I would say further into the movie, she was also doing things that I was just like, oh no. But I think that was one of my notes <laughs> is just a series of bad decisions. That's all it says. Just right. a series because that's really what it comes down to. So a couple of reasons why I really enjoyed it the first time. Mm-hmm. I loved the surprise like cuts in moments of so there are kind of three sections of this movie the first section is the story of this woman who goes to an airbnb finds that it's already been booked by someone else and then makes the choice to come inside and eventually just spend the night there but then she they kind of have this fabulous conversation and you can tell they kind of like each other and it kind of just becomes like a cute little like story but the whole time you're wondering is he going to do something is something going to happen and then at the end of that segment Something does happen, but to him, inside of the house, in this really kind of scary part of the house that they discover, and then there's just like this fade to black. Mm -hmm. And And then then Justin Long. Boom. Justin Long, (laughs) driving down the PCH in a convertible. Raping. Singing. Justin Long. Singing and just having a dandy time. By the way, the most unbelievable part of the entire movie. Yeah. The biggest hang up I have. Is that he could actually have a real conversation on a phone call. I know. with his Driving with down, down the highway in a convertible. So when that happened, the first time I saw this, I was like, what the fuck happened? Is the movie over? <laughs> is this it? a commercial? I was so confused. I was like, that's like, it? He's in California. That's Weren't it? we just in Detroit? I was, going, I was so confused. <laughs> and then as you're, you start to find see the connection... And then it happens again that you end up in a place in the movie where everything kind of comes to a climax mm-hmm. and boom, they take us back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, that was a really cool technique and something that I enjoyed in watching the film. I, <laughs> I, I liked and I would, it. And I'm calling this a horror comedy because Justin Long is bringing, that, that segment with him is I would so not, comedic. I would not call it a horror comedy just because I feel like the comedic aspect is really just discomfort. Like, nothing in here is overtly funny. You didn't laugh. Like, there I are minutes at- of this film where he is measuring a fucking... That's the only part that I feel like is played for humor at all. The majority of things that I laughed at was just, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so oh, yeah. uncomfortable. I'm laughing. And... And if only, you know, one scene is really played for comedic effect. That's why I'm saying I wouldn't call it a horror comedy. Not that I didn't laugh mm-hmm. at all in it, but I, w- I would say it's a horror movie, yeah. strictly. And I, I should say, it doesn't fade to black. It's just like no, it's just climax, and then it's like, boom, black yeah. screen, and then like, boom, Justin Long on the PCH. Yeah. I really liked the pacing of it, um, being surprised along the way, the, the, the discomfort... So, I feel like I'm not a big fan of being uncomfortable in movies and TV. Um, like, the cringy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't... I'll enjoy it maybe the first time around because I can appreciate it, but then I don't want to watch that thing again. Um, and that's a little bit how I feel about this, that it was kind of fun to watch, mm-hmm. but it was... I'm not easily disturbed or distressed, and I was disturbed and distressed enough, and it made me uncomfortable enough that I can say, yes, I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. So what parts of it were disturbing and distressing? Um, so some was just the... I think the main parts that were disturbing and distressing 
kind of like the the all the questions that I have, the behind the scenes stuff, like this this mother, this woman, yeah. So she's like an inbred child of this serial rapist and murderer. Was she forced to live in the caves all her life? I assume so. Like, how did she... Why is she finding people to be her babies? Is it because she keeps having babies and they keep dying? And so she's trying to find new babies and she obviously doesn't even understand what babies really are. Mm -hmm. And it's... And then she, like, kills them and in a really rough way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the most disturbing... One of the most disturbing scenes to me was... um, What's his face? It. Bill Skarsgård. Bill. Bill. Uh, Bill racing towards her like on all fours. Mm-hmm. Already terrifying because his eyes are buggy as fuck. Right. But then when he's saying we gotta get out of here, we gotta get out of here, and then she just comes out of nowhere and bashes his skull <laughs> in. That was that was a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the. For me, like I really, I, you know, I love characterization, mm-hmm. and I feel like they did have some interesting characterization. That it's not just here's this villain. It's here's this kind of villain but you also kind of feel for her mm-hmm. and she's scary as hell but you also kind of feel for her and there's just yeah a lot of that was just really awkward and uncomfortable and I appreciate it and mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily feel the need to put myself through that again Com- especially since I understand think, that I think I have so many questions too and I think if I watch it again I'm just gonna have so many more and of course they're unanswerable questions like what was her life like? Mm-hmm. Where did she really come from? Were there other children like her? You know, how many children did she potentially lose? Did she lose them because they died because they were inbred? Or did he murder the yeah. all the kids? And if so, why did he keep her around? I how like, did she manage? I enjoy those questions because that's something that... There's something great about a film that you have all these questions that don't get answered. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel unfinished to me. The story was told, but it's kind of cool that there's this thing and it's like... I want to know more about it. And I that's totally really agree. engaging, yeah, right? I totally agree yeah. with that. And I, I listened to an interview with Zach Kreger, I think is his name, C-R-E-G-G-E-R, who was the writer and director of this film. Um, and he was, I think, saying he was initially not even going to do the flashbacks to the 80s mm-hmm. like, and have it be even more mysterious. But then as he worked on it, he found like this could be like more depth and kind of cool. Think and that added to the incredibly disturbing aspect yeah. of it too so you're in this world of a horror movie and it's a, this you know weird mole person monster yeah, kind you're of like, thing. how the fuck did this happen right. like how did this get here and even if i'm not thinking about that even if i'm just like get the fuck out um to go back to see the monster who mm-hmm. started it all and know that that monster was just a man and know that the whole reason he was able to do what he did is because we as women feel the societal pressure to be nice and sweet and accommodating and if a man shows up at your door and says he needs something from you you let him in and you let him do whatever it was a different time then too there's no fucking way somebody would come to my door and say we're with the water company can i get inside and i would ignore that first of all they wouldn't get in the door nowadays i'm glad that that's the case with you i do not think that is the case with all women i think there is still that i forgave that that woman because i was like different time i don't think it's just the time though that's what i'm saying is I, i i think it's more I think women are still expected. Oh, they to are. Be I absolutely am yeah. too polite when I shouldn't be. Like, yeah. I'd have some hard conversations at work this week, and I think if I had been having them with not men, it might have been a little easier in some ways. Maybe. Um, 
And I, I feel I'm, I'm always worried that I'm going to come across these guys. We sat in a meeting and some guy just interrupted our coworker, who is a woman. Mm-hmm. Just talked over her the whole time. Talked over her. She tried to stop and, and he did it again. Like, if she did that, when you and I do that, what, what, what is said of us, right? How do people think of us? Um, of course, we were making fun of this poor guy, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, the themes of, like, there was a lot of stuff about, like, what, something that appears to be scary that isn't. So Bill Skarsgård's character in the beginning, you, you, there's, like, all of these things and she's uh, mm-hmm. seemingly afraid of him. However, he is basically telling her that she's crazy and no, we're not just gonna, like, leave this place right, because yeah. you found something yeah. weird. He says calm down. Exactly. He keeps telling her to calm down and is expressing that same kind of mentality of like you're being hysterical yeah. right now. So even though yeah. he's not an he overt He does it in villain, like a nice way but yeah. I mean a little but bit. But I guess I, when I'm But I say- also don't I was yelling at the screen when he said I mean I can't just pick up and leave just because you saw something my response would have been I'm not asking you to leave bro. I'm yeah. fucking going. And it happens again when the cops don't believe her. They're like, yeah, where's was, your phone? Where's your ID? She's like, I that just was told actually you I've been held prisoner. I'm not really a Really funny to me because it was a little bit over the top, yeah. but still, yeah, still. Yeah, that nobody super, believed her. So, right. but I guess what I'm saying is, here he is, and he he's something that we should be scared of, and he turns out not to be scary. Mm-hmm. And then here's a seeming crazy guy running down the street at her saying, you need to get out of here. And she's running into the house that he's telling her to get out of. Mm -hmm. And later on you find out he's not scary. He really is trying to help her. And he does help her. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin Long's character. What a a complicated fucking character. Well, even the mother. Yes, the mother. Yes. Obviously super scary. But also saved her life. Also was really worried about her and cared about her. Justin Long... I love the scene in the bar. The scene in the bar with his friend. Oh my god! And his friend's just like, "Bro, I'm on your side." Just he's tell like, me, "Real like, talk, real talk." Bro, yeah, like, real I, talk. I, I and know, he's like, "I know shit can go down. Just you know, <laughs> just what happened? Like, did you do it the way that he expressed exactly what happened?" He's was like, "Just what so." What did he say? He's like, "You know, I can be really persistent." Yeah. I'm a- he was like, "No, I mean, at first she was like, nah, no. I don't know,' but then she was like really into it." <laughs> it was. It was gross. It was perfect. It was very real. Everything that happens to him. So he's living his best life, driving down the PCH, phone rings, and in that phone call, and also the the voices from... So there's a lot of moments, too, in the movie where people are talking on the phone. Um, she's talking on the phone with... I can't remember who. Um, or, no, it's mostly Justin Long's character who's on the phone. He's yeah, on the phone with his mom. she was on the phone a couple times. Like he's she on the phone with his friend. He's on... But this first call with him... It's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And the man is like trying to be honest with him. And the woman's shooting him straight. And I, I'd be interested to hear what people thought about that man and that woman and how they behaved on that call. The thing that we were just talking about, like having to have a tough conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Did pe- Would people think that the woman was being too bitchy with him? Or like that the man was like, oh yeah, he was fine. He was Because the woman was just like, we need to tell you something else. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like... Oh, no, no. And, and then he, Justin's Long, Justin Long's character's like, well, what's the other thing? Tell me the other thing. And it's that she's going to press charges. Or no, it's the article. That the article is coming out. Yeah. Um, and then he's just freaking out. And then you get to see this this great scene of him with his uh, financial advisor where the guy's just like cutting you off at the end of the week. And then you get a, and then he's in the car again, and he, I guess he's on the phone with his like manager, maybe or a lawyer, and he's telling him he's in Detroit. He's like, why did you why did you leave? Why did you leave the state? 
Um, He's not wrong, though. You can go wherever you want. No yeah. Char- no, far- yeah. no charges um, have been filed. So, and that's apparently where he's from. So, yeah, you're allowed to go back home. But he's he's complicated in that you can see him struggling with... He did something and he didn't realize he did anything wrong. He uh, didn't realize that he did anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like he and just, then later when they're like... Late after they escape and he's talking about how... I think I might be a bad... He, he talked himself bad- out of it so quickly. He was yeah. like, I think I might be a bad person. Well, maybe I'm not a bad person. Maybe I just... I think I might have done a, a bad thing, but I'm, I'm probably a good person. Because I was sitting on the couch going, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a bad person, but I'm pretty sure you're not a good person. And so then, did, of course, he throws her off the tower, and it's like, no, no, you're a bad person. Did he have that realization, though? Because he goes... He ends up at this part of the house where this man, who was this rapist and this serial rapist and serial murderer... Who has been keeping women captive and fucking them and then fucking the kids that they make and then fucking those mm-hmm. kids until this weird mama lady shows up. And he's got all these tapes mm-hmm. of what he had done to these women. And Justin Long turns one on and like a second in shuts it down mm-hmm. and immediately looks at this guy and he's like, you're a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? So is in that the mo- is that the moment where he starts to realize like he is on a slippery slope. Like mm-hmm. he did something. Someone accused him of something. And maybe he's having a realization that, like, he fucked up? Like, is that it? My guess would be that he is just a narcissist. And it's not until he goes through a situation where somebody is doing something to him that he doesn't like. And he is scared. um, And he doesn't want this. And he's saying no, but he can't escape. It's not until something like that happens to him. So it's when he's he's forced to like suckle at the teats of this mama character. Yeah, and trying to escape her and can't escape her and all of that. That it's uh. So he goes through something traumatic and realizes like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, and then, and then yeah, he has this moment of like, I think I might be a bad person, but I can fix this. Mm -hmm. And then he does the exact opposite of fixing Mm -hmm. it. And you can hear, he's saying out loud as he's thinking about this. Mm -hmm. The mama character's coming up the water tower. And he's up there with this woman who he has shot accidentally, albeit, Mm -hmm. but still. Who saved his life. Yeah. Came back for him. Yeah. She surely did not need to. And, and then in the end he's like. And he says, yeah, I, oh, I, I can still make it out of this. Yeah, I can still survive (laughs) it. Yeah, go get your, but he. It's also how he views the world and how our our main character Tess views the world. So I don't know that it, she must believe it somehow in people being good because mm-hmm. she was okay with going into that house with Skarsgård. Right. And she went and she went mm-hmm. back for him. She yeah, and she went him. back. She went back for the Justin Long character, AJ. Yeah. Um and and she figures out how to exist in Mama's world. Mm-hmm. Like she was Mama's World a show? What was Mama's Family? Mama's Family, that's right. Uh, different, different kind of. Vicky Lawrence is coming to town, actually. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's coming to the school, uh, uh, Lindenwood. I think in November to do, to give like a talk. Yeah. Huh. She, I mean, she's a comedian. Okay. Um, so she figures out how to exist. She figures she, somehow she figures out how to survive this. So she's she's a survivor, but she also cares about other people mm-hmm. and tries to help them. Um, even people she doesn't know. Yeah. And she does manage to survive. So, in the end, she's got this... Although I think she might end up dying from internal bleeding. Maybe. (laughs) Not too long after that. So, she's been shot. She survived on breast milk only. 
Uh, Which, a lot of nutrients. Sure, yeah. She's survived on breast milk for two weeks or longer. Um, She gets shot in the liver. She takes a fall from a very high water tower, but she but Mama cushions her fall, and in the end, Mama is. Why do you keep you keep calling her Mama? You keep thinking of the movie <laughs> Mama. mama. <laughs> yeah, I just like calling her like she's a Mama, and and Mama is trying to take care of her, and she's like, no, no, you have to leave me, you have to leave me, and then she kills Mama, and in that moment, Mama like kind of like puts her. She kind of she gives her a little kiss, little yeah. kiss, and. It's just this really tender moment mm-hmm. that ends with, like, fucking, I guess I'll call it matricide. Is that what it's called? I mean, it would be if she were <laughs> actually her mother, sure. I mean, she survived on this woman's breast milk. Like, she was her mother. She yeah, mothered that's, her. That's not what a big mother. <laughs> um, it's just a nursemaid. Right. So, it was just such an interesting ending. Like, that moment was wild. Mm-hmm. Just a wild thing. Like, I... She still killed the thing. I, I, one of the other uh, unanswered questions. I really want to see those same two officers come and find the mother's body mm-hmm. and be like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is this? So, yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, Justin Long's view of the world, AJ's view of the world, Tess's view of the world, like, how women see the world and how they behave because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, this AJ character just thinks everything is owed to him. You're right. He's a narcissist. Yeah. He treated his mom like shit when he was on the phone with her. Yeah. Oh, why don't... Detroit's only a four-hour flight. Yeah, I know, because I just took the fucking flight. Yeah. I'm here, but I'm not going to come see you yeah. guys. <laughs> just a real piece of shit. Um, her reactions to finding the space in the basement. And the first thing she says is, nope. Yep. Like, she opens that door and she's like, fuck no, I'm not going in there. Yeah. Um, and then he sees it as opportunity. He sees it as, like, money. He's Googling, like, basement rooms and if he can add it to his square footage. It's just really fast. But, like, how do you not know that? What do you mean? What, what an unfinished basement is going to count towards. That's just basics. Have I you ever, I have you ever that. looked up no. that you can't actually, you can't include that? I thought that. you couldn't count it as an actual bedroom. I didn't know about right. square footage. Right, so you, yeah, you can't include it as actual living space. Yeah. You can include it as square footage because, yeah, it exists, yeah. but it's not living space. Like, mm. why did you have to look that up? You own this house. Nobody's ever taught you that much? Well, this guy's obviously an idiot. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways. Here's the other thing I don't understand. There's a video camera in that room. The yeah. first thing I thought when I saw that room was, A, don't go in there because you're in a house <laughs> where doors are mysteriously opening and just randomly closing. And I don't want to be closed in a room with just a bucket and a filthy bed. Right. So don't go in at all. But if you do go in, would you not, like, the first thing you would do? Play the play the tape? Yeah, see if there's a tape in the video camera and see but if you can play where's it. a VCR going to be in any modern we house? We would play it in the camera if it's charged. I'm just saying to give it a shot. Maybe it wouldn't work. Maybe there wasn't a tape yeah. in there. Maybe the battery's completely dead and you can't. I would take it with me and find a VCR somewhere. <laughs> but nobody even looked at it. It was very odd to me that, like, oh, there's a camera in here. We're just going to ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, I I guess, yeah, a lot, yeah, I, and watching it the second time, the first time it felt long to me, it's not that long, it's like maybe an hour and 40 some odd minutes. It's not long, but I think the fact that it was broken up, I think is part of what Mm -hmm. does that, because you're in the middle of a story, and then that story changes and becomes a brand new story, and now it feels like 
time is reset mm-hmm. in a way. At, at least that was my interpretation, I guess. So in this movie, AJ, mm. the Justin Long character, the AJ character, gets his due. He gets killed by okay. Mama. So I think that might have been another thing that aided in my um, being disturbed. I may have watched one a show a film the other night. It was about um, it was like the late '90s, so there were survivors were still alive and they were hungarian jews mm-hmm. and there was one woman who was talking about she was maybe 12 Wait, what or was so. this oh it's the holocaust from, from the Shoah foundation yeah okay. yes whoa, um, whoa you watched Shoah? no it's so the Shoah foundation does a lot of different things okay. so this i still haven't seen Shoah, but i one of i can't remember the name of this particular film okay um but it was specific to this group of hungarian jews and they were going back and visiting I think like two of them had been in Auschwitz and one was in Dachau and one was actually part of the resistance and then they would also go to their hometowns and they brought their families and everything. And they were interviewing one woman who was saying, you know, they didn't come for them until the end of the... It was 1944 when all of the Hungarians were... All the Hungarian Jews were deported. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were getting a lot of Polish refugees back in the early 40s. I mean, they were coming over. And she said, as a little girl, she remembers hearing all of these stories of things that could not possibly be true. That everybody knew they must be making this stuff up. It could not possibly be true. And she said, she "That's how people get away with shit." Yeah, I know. Um, she said she specifically remembered a story that someone told her that the Nazis came in town and they were taking Jewish babies and holding them up by the legs and tearing them in half, which is unbelievable i don't have anything i don't know what to say to that well and then i'm watching this movie the next night and it's a funny kind of horror movie but then when when she at the end when she stuck her fingers in his his eyes and and i was like oh that's gross and then she tore his head in half and all i could think about was that (laughs) from this yeah the tearing in half of the babies so i think that might have added to the disturbed quality also that you already had that in your head it might have like tied into something real in a way that maybe it wouldn't have if I hadn't just heard that story too. Right. So it's it was, it was a bit much. So do you think the story that you just told that mm-hmm. people were saying was happening mm-hmm. when the Nazis came to town mm-hmm. is there's got to be some truth to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there have been too many people who've said things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is really in the weeds, but. Why do you think a group of Nazis, Nazi soldiers, who mm-hmm. are occupying a town, would do that? In the same way that why do why has American soldiers and others committed atrocities during wartimes? I think if you are encouraged to commit some kind of atrocity, it is easier on the human psyche to go all out. I think it's easier to just become the monster. So if you're looking at the Einsatzgruppen, as an example, the the mobile killing squads. I don't know what that is. They were mobile killing squads. They would go in. So before they would deport people to concentration camps, before they set up concentration camps, before they de- decided that the easiest way to eliminate people was to gas them, they set up these mobile killing it squads. It is faster and cleaner. Which are best, just a, a bunch of soldiers would come into a community, that primarily Jewish, and they would march all of the Jews out to the countryside somewhere, and they'd make them dig mass graves, and then they'd shoot them all. Um... How is that not easier we, than p- 
putting them in train cars and taking them. Well, they didn't have anywhere to send them at that point. Part of the reason why they designed something that was more humane was had nothing to do with being humane on Jewish people. It was, we need something that's going to be humane for our soldiers because they're out there losing their fucking minds. Losing their minds because they have turned themselves into monsters because it's easier to do that than you can't cope. You can't cope with killing tens of thousands of people at a time. So it's, you like, can't a, possibly so it's like the do heart that. of darkness effect. Yeah, like you can't possibly cope with doing something like that as a human being. You have to exactly let go of your humanity in order to do that. And once you let go, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Well, and you're not, I, I have to imagine they weren't seeing those people as people. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, they weren't seeing those people as people for a while before because of all of the propaganda as well. That was the horrible but successful um, ideology behind the, the Nazi regime, right? You start off as a little bit of propaganda, spreading rumors, um, playing off of stereotypes, you know, talking about how, oh, we are, we've experienced such misfortune, but look, I know who's to blame. And then you get into worse stories and worse stories and worse stories. And then start talking about how, you know, well, we can solve this problem, though. It's an easy fix to solve this problem. And then you have a small atrocity here, like, um, we'll burn down your business. Mm. Oh, well, that's a terrible thing, but uh, it's not really that big of a deal. Well, we'll take all of the Jews and, and sequester them into these ghettos. I mean, I guess that's not cool, but, like, whatever. We'll let them starve in the ghettos. Well, I mean, also not right, but it's not like they're, like they're suffering, but not everybody's starving. It's probably fine. Even yeah, though yeah. what people didn't see, of course, is we'll also go into the ghettos and just rape people and beat them to death. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then we'll go out with these, you know, the mobile killing squads. The only reason why we have evidence from them is because the individual soldiers were out there taking pictures and taking video because they were so proud of what they were doing for their country. This got a lot darker than the movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I just, uh, like I said, I, I'm coming off of all of that, too. So I think maybe that was... Part of the reason why this maybe disturbed mm-hmm. me. Felt a little worse than maybe. A little bit more than maybe I, it otherwise When I say I was delighted, I'm not fucking joking around. Like, yeah. I, the, the. Oh, listen. When they, when they, when he stumbled upon the video uh, about breastfeeding, yeah. I was in. I yeah. was like, oh shit, we saw boobies hanging earlier, like <laughs> naked boobies hanging earlier. This woman is going to be- breastfeed them. Like, I 100% you knew saw then, yeah, that yeah. whatever monster yeah. this is, I is going to try to nurse them. I got that right away. And so I was super excited. And then she comes in with this giant bottle, and I was like, you better take the fucking bottle. You better take-. And then as soon as she pulled them out, I knew exactly <laughs> what like, was coming. This is coming. So all of that, yes, delighted. It was That was great. So um, I think I know the answer to this question. I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm just curious. AJ, mm. old man rapist kill- killer mm-hmm. just as bad are they just as bad the two of them no i think there is absolutely a continuum of depravity um and here's a man who is very far on the depraved end yeah. and then there is aj who is obviously very self-involved is not very um self-aware or aware or caring of people around him mm-hmm. that's why when when i was talking to him Mm-hmm. as I often do when I'm sitting alone watching movies. So when he was saying, maybe I'm a bad person, or maybe I'm just a good person who did something bad, I was telling him, 
You're just I don't know if you're a bad person. I do, however, think you're not a good person. Mm -hmm. Because he did not show in any way that he is a good person. But does that necessarily mean he's bad? No. Until you, you know, push someone to their death. And now I'm willing to say, I think you might be kind of bad. Yeah. But still, are you so bad that you would rape and torture and murder Mm -hmm. dozens and dozens of women? I don't see that in him, but, you know, I don't know. That we didn't see the torture either. That we didn't see the rape. We just saw the kind of makings of it. You know, it's really fucking sinister. And you know, you're watching this man and he's, it's the 80s and he gets in his car and he leaves his house in this really cute neighborhood. That was another kind of cute fun thing that, you know. Before the neighborhood went to hell. This house, but we see a neighbor come over and you're like, just so you know, there's going to be an assign in our yard. Because I actually went to read about Detroit in the Wikipedia and. You know, we live in St. Louis area, and I thought, Detroit, you know, it's probably pretty shitty. No. According to the Wikipedia, Detroit is amazing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think Detroit is a lot like St. Louis in that there are areas that are not good, and there are areas that are great, and there are areas that are up and coming, and there are areas that are really going Like, if I'm reading the Detroit Wikipedia, and I'm reading the St. Louis Wikipedia, I'm picking Detroit first. Mm, That's interesting, because I feel like, don't we typically fight it out? Between us and Detroit and then Chicago, isn't it like us three for top murder rates? Uh, I feel like it's the three of us. I, I didn't so, read like anything since, about the murder rates. Since New York kind of cleaned up their act in the yeah. early 90s, I feel like Thanks, Giuliani. I know, right? <laughs> the one thing he did, he should have just retired from he life. He should have. He should have moved on after. He did the one great thing and he should have just let it, let it, no. And instead we have like black hair dye dripping down your face while Borat makes you even a bigger while joke. You try to... Basically, rape a woman. Yeah, whatever. It's good anyway. stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the Detroit Wikipedia was interesting. And then, of course, I read the whole, and, like, the St. Louis Wikipedia page in the section about our history is an actual photograph of, like, white men at a slave mart. I'm like, great. This is good stuff. This is real good well, stuff. Well, because we're a little bit further south. <gasps> our state was divided, people. We we're so not in problems. the south. And, in fact, uh-huh. St. Louis never, ever, ever was in line with the Confederacy. Um, so anyway, so we see this man just doing regular stuff and then he gets to the store and he's saying, yeah, there's going to be a baby. And at this point I'm already like, there's something wrong with this guy. Like I'm thinking, no shit, this is bad. It's bad. It's very bad. And if a creepy ass old man comes into my store and starts talking about a home birth, mm-hmm. I'm calling the fucking cops. Yep. I'm not helping him out with plastic sheets and yep. shit. This yeah. is terrifying. So this lady helps him out and he leaves and then he stalks another, a woman and that's when it's like, okay. And then you, you know, see him go into the house. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, Why are you yelling at me? Ah, Mama, no. Um, so I think the reason the old man kills himself is because he thinks he's been found. Well, out. yeah, because he, he, he said, I'm going to bring the cops in and, and save us and yeah, get us out yeah. of here. So yeah. the old man's like, all right, That's I'm going to go ahead and let right. myself let myself go. It's not like he was doing much at that point anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, well, how was he even staying alive? Like, who, was know. she feeding him somehow? I assume. Was he, she getting his... She was giving him the breast milk? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. She's she the type to enjoy she it. She seemed scared of him. She did. Yeah, because she like ran She didn't away. want to come to the room. But he must have been surviving somehow, so. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it made me think that there were other things, other people in the house. Well, because the one guy said she's not even the worst, worst thing, thing down that's there. in there. But and I, I understand if he was referring to, to the him man because right. I think he was the worst thing. But I also don't know if this guy would know that. Like, how does he know right. that this old-ass rape 
rapist, kidnapper, murderer is still down there. And he, if he did know about him, must know that he's like 80 years old at this point. So how, how could scary he be could he be? Yeah. There was a... And also, like I said, did all the other babies, all the women died, all the other babies died? Like, there's no one else? I think there are others down there. I think there are more, Leah. So there were a couple of things... So you know what? Add that to Detroit's Wikipedia page. What? Oh, it's a beautiful place to come and visit, but we also have a bunch of inbred mole people who are running around (laughs) kidnapping and forcibly breastfeeding people and then smashing their heads to bits. I'm curious that this this house, um, it's in the midst of this just like wrecked neighborhood. Yeah, right. And it's well kept, and like, there's a property manager and all this stuff. It kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it was definitely over the top. Right. So like, the old man must have had it for a while, and at some point, maybe people thought he had died, and the property was sold. So in for some, it those things, those are questions I have. Like, yeah. how did it end up like this? Because he said he was never going to leave, so he obviously didn't sell it. Unless he had already decided, I'm going to live underground from here on out. Maybe he sold it so that he could get more money for kidnapping supplies while he lives underground. So, and they had in IMDb trivia under goofs, they say they are incorrectly regarded as goofs. One of them says it's never explained how the mother, they're calling her the mother, is able to get out of the house to go hunting at night when in order to get out of the caves and basement, she'd need to get through the two doors that can't, cannot be opened from the inside. Mm. But there could be another yeah, access maybe point we just didn't like, see. that we didn't see. Yeah. Um, and then it says every one of the product labels are turned backward in the grocery store, but somebody says not all items are backward, only some. Um, That's and, like I feel like people who are nitpicking that kind of shit aren't really paying attention. I know. To the movie. And then the last one says during the 1980s flashback where Frank pretends to be a DWP rep to gain access to the woman's house, he touches various things in the bathroom with his bare hands, including the latch on the window. He would later use to re-enter the house, thus leaving his fingerprints. So, so chances are nobody ever thought that that woman. Nobody probably ever thought that woman was kidnapped. Right. She probably just disappeared, and the cops came and investigated, and then told her husband, "Oh, she must have just gone hysterical and taken off. I'm sure she'll be back in a few days." So yeah, I don't know. I that I was I I don't know. That's a stupid one. Of course, nobody nobody was going to be looking. Yeah. So that was something that was written by a man. <laughs> that was a man who a was man going. Trying to oh prove well, surely something. he would have been caught. No, he wouldn't have been caught because guess what? Nobody gives a flying fuck when a woman <laughs> disappears. I mean, we give a little bit of a fuck when a white woman disappears, but yeah, only a little but bit. But mostly, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm just really curious about the house and how and how she ended up booking that house. Yeah. I don't understand why she would book a house just to come into town for an interview anyway when she obviously had to drive into the city for the interview. But she was getting away from Marcus. I think that was part of it. But she was only going to be there like a day. So just get a hotel room. Just go into the city. I thought she was going to be there for more than a day. I didn't didn't think so. I don't know. Maybe I missed that part, but I. I. They didn't really talk about how many days she had booked it for. He had it for the whole week. Yeah, because he was, like, investigating yeah. all the properties or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting, too, when I was watching it the second time, I was thinking about how, I was like, oh, I wonder if they talk about dates, like, the dates that they're going to be there, but they just show each other their phones, and that's how they confirm, like, oh, yep, that yeah, looks which like... which is nice, because then as the writer, you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. yeah. Another movie that um, you might be interested in watching is called, um, I believe, Love 
in the villa. Um, it stars Cat Graham. Uh, Love in the villa. Cat Graham and a man named Tom Hopper, who is just a giant piece of meat. Um, and it's got a very similar story in that it's about a man and a woman who are overbooked at an Airbnb in the same way that this film starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is more of like a this Netflix like a lifetime romance. movie style. See, that's the dangerous kind of bullshit that causes a smart woman like Tess to I think, think okay, I can go like inside. Like, I agree with you. Why didn't she just get in her car and like drive off? Yeah, exactly. Like, why didn't she just drive somewhere else? Cracks me up, yeah. She doesn't want to go home. Who knows where home is? It, it's the middle of the night. She's got this interview. The interview is really important because she's oh, trying I'm to get away. Oh, I'm not saying turn around and go home. You're going to find a hotel. It's Detroit. It's yeah. a big city. Yeah. There are not enough doctors around for a single convention to book every single hotel. So, yeah, I probably would have driven away if I were her. If I didn't drive away and I ended up in the house I don't think I would have gone into the I don't know I would have left when, when the guy was like calm down calm down I would have been like no bye yeah, no, and I, I would have left even if I stuck around like she said okay I will wait I would have told mm-hmm. him I'm setting my watch you have a minute and a half. I'm not setting foot downstairs. Yep. And quite frankly, if something comes out of the woodwork and kills you, nice to meet you. Yep. But I'm going to be gone. And, and I would not have gone down after I, him. I yes. wouldn't have called after him. I sure wouldn't have gone back. And if I did after. get trapped there, I don't know. Would you have drunk the milk to stay alive? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So survival instincts kick in. You yeah. drink the milk. You get out of there. I would not have gone back. No. Like I would have, which I guess she did do. She tried to get help yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she came back. That I would one. have made those cops take me into the into the precinct, though. So at dusk... And I would have raised a holy hell then. At dusk, when she does... And then the whole time I'd be thinking, look, at some point you're going to find his dead body. I don't even give a fuck mm-hmm. about him anymore. I yeah. just want you to find his dead body. That'll prove me right. I don't even... I just want you to... I, I would just want to be proven right mm-hmm. more than even to save him, so... So then when she does cut back, she goes in, she gets her car keys, and then... I thought she was going to drive away at that point, but I guess she it was just waiting weird. for, like, the sun to set so she yeah, could kill Mama. But, like, it seemed weird that she would know that she would come out of this window. It seemed like a weird coincidence. Yeah, like, she has her car pointed right at this mm-hmm. spot that she would have zero way of knowing that yeah. the mother would Yeah, so that was kind of strange, of. too. Yeah. That I didn't totally follow. I don't understand either this, like, inbred mole person's strength. That she can survive being... Well, she's a giant. ...nearly cut in half by the car, and she can survive that fall, and she can literally tear people apart. Yeah. You can't really tear a human skull apart. I know. You can't just rip you it just, in half. Or ripping the guy's I mean, arm off. Ripping the guy's arm off and beating him with it. Maybe he's got bones. Maybe Justin Long's character's got just and got that, And bones. the other guy, she tore his arm off and beat him with it, which was hilarious. It was hilarious, yeah. But not, not entirely believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I I just don't know, like, typically, through all that inbreeding, you actually have a weaker constitution. Right, like, look at the British royalty, you know? And she's not, she hasn't gotten any vitamin D her entire life. She probably has really bad rickets. (laughs) I cannot imagine that she actually would have Well, she's probably surviving on her own titty milk. Like, maybe there's something going on with that. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I'm really, I can't stop thinking about, like, 
How many babies was she forced to have and what happened to them? Um... I know, that's what I mean by there's so much more, there's this really just distressing, disturbing yeah. quality this, to this story that I can't quite get past that I keep thinking about, too. So gross, Lindsay, that's so gross. That's gross? <laughs> just to think about <laughs> how many babies did, like, I just don't want to think about it. Oh, mm, that's gross, it's really sad. It's sad and it's gross. Do you want to hear my biggest beef with this movie? Oh, absolutely. Twice. Tess goes to the bathroom. Yeah. We never hear her pee. (laughs) One time AJ goes to the bathroom. You hear his steady stream. Yeah. We're allowed to record the stream of a man. But women But it's disgusting. It's disgusting apparently to ever hear a woman pee. Because I know she was fucking peeing. She was sitting on the toilet looking at shit in the bathroom. I don't think she peed the second time. She had to leave to get toilet paper. Well... But the first time, we do not hear her pee. The first time, we don't. And the second time, look, if you really have to go, you're going to go no matter what. I know. And just shake yeah, it off just, and then hunt down toilet paper later. You're just going to be like, I'm just so. going to be a little wet for a right, few minutes. Right, exactly. Like, I'm going to shake it off as best I can. Maybe I'll use the bath mat. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever you Is do, there a washcloth? Don't use a washcloth, yes. A towel. Do not use a bath mat to <laughs> wipe saying, yourself. Whatever you got. The shower There's curtain. There's way worse shit in the bath mat, then there's probably even more. I'm not worried about bowl. that. I self clean. <laughs> it's just very like it was very noticeable was to me that she's sitting on the toilet and we can't hear her pee. Like to the point where when that scene was happening, I was going, "That's kind of weird." That's probably on purpose. If you think about it, it's probably done on purpose to draw more of a line between like how we treat men and how we treat women. Maybe men can proudly stand up and like whiz their whiz. And we can hear it, and we want to hear it, because they're men. It's mm. the whiz of a man. And women, they need to be silent. Don't make any sounds. Don't burp. Don't fart. Don't look at me wrong. Don't talk. Don't try to escape, bro. Oh, wait, no, that was the men who got their heads bashed in for trying to escape. Justin Long's kind of perfect here. I think he's... He was great. He was great. He's with Kate Bosworth. They've recently... I think they've been public maybe for about a year now. Oh, okay. And they seem... So in love. And I saw a clip. He was on the Drew Barrymore talk show mm-hmm. pretty recently, like the last few months. They're really good friends, aren't they? They dated for a long time. They're very good friends. And yeah. while they're on the they show. They have been engaged, I think. I think so, yeah. Did you see Goes, Going the Distance? Maybe. It's really cute. It's got Charlie Day in it. Oh, then I don't know. He's basically playing Charlie playing from Charlie. It's Always Sunny. It's so roommate. exactly who he always plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whom I love. <laughs> Never change, Charlie. <laughs> never, never change, change. Never change. So he um, he's on the show with Drew Barrymore, and he's talking about Kate, and just talking about like how great their relationship. How they're obviously just so in love, and can't trust that shit. These folks, you know, these guys are these people are older. They're in their forties. It's really sweet that they found each other, and it's funny to me because Kate Bosworth is such a beauty, and then like oh Justin gosh, Long yeah. is kind of funny looking, and yeah. um, but he just seems really happy. But then he starts talking. To, I'm I'm gonna try not to cry while I'm talking about this. I don't know what it is about Drew Barrymore, um, but I always have feelings. And so <laughs> okay. he's saying to her, but, you know, I, I've i always loved you. Like, I just think you're a beautiful person. And she's like, I love you, too. You're a beautiful person, too. And they're just, like, sitting there, like, telling each other how much they love each other. I'm like, they love each other. Oh, my God. It's so sweet. Like, the videos that people make fun of her from the videos. Like, I sent the one to you guys where... 
she's like the demo, house renovation demoing thing. a house or yeah they're doing some renovations and she finds where like there used to be a window that got boarded up mm-hmm. and she's just having this really emotional moment of like I just knew it. I just knew there was a window here. Like, and she's just like, it's just like open now. And it's just not boarded up. And like, you can just tell she's like, she's going. People, people online were like, this bitch is going through something. She's going through, she's, she's going through something. She's dealing with something. Yeah. There's another Maybe not. She might just be that That's just sensitive. Her. I think I she's just, just an emotional right. person and like really in touch with her fucking feelings. Yeah. And she. Good, good for her. She. Like, there's one of her just, like, in the rain. She's just happy to be in the rain. Like, in a garden. I've... That's... <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like to be around her, but Just not me. I know you could... Like, yeah, no. I know you couldn't handle that, but I just thought it was really sweet. <laughs> so, I mean, Justin Long, he's been in a lot of really, like, fun and funny horror movies. Like, he did the Jeepers Creepers movie. I really like Jeepers Creepers. It's he been years in, since I've seen it, but I like He was in like Tusk, it. which I can't bring myself to watch. Uh, um, yes, I have not seen it. It yeah. was it started to try to play right after this. Oh, I cannot watch it. Like I've read. I don't really know what it's about. Oh, uh, it is about a man okay. who is kidnapped by another man. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Who sews him into like a skin suit and puts tusks in his face and basically makes him into a walrus. Oh, okay. Why? And so. Does he like to fuck Walrai? I don't know. So there's like, no, I don't, there's no, it's not a sexual thing. Oh. Why is everything about sex with you? I don't know. Um. Why else would you turn somebody into a walrus? (laughs) And it's just, and Justin Long is the walrus man. It just sounds like a really fucked up thing. I kind of want to watch it now. No, I can't watch it. (laughs) And I want to say that was a Kevin Smith movie, maybe? Really? I think? Yeah, I don't know. I'll check. I know. I, well, it tried to play right after this, so apparently it's on HBO right now. So, I don't know, maybe. I, honestly, I was planning on watching Schindler's List again tonight. <laughs> what? You, there, there is something going on with you. Um, so, I just watched all of um, Ken Burns' The U.S. and The Holocaust. Right, which is on PBS. Which is PBS, yeah. It was really good. And, um... Yeah. yeah, the Tusk is Kevin Smith. Wrote and directed It by. is Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to watch that. It's got Haley Joel Osment in it. I have never loved Haley Joel more than when he was Topher. Oh, wait. Topher! Okay. This is what it says. A brash and arrogant podcaster. Uh-oh. Maybe you shouldn't watch this. Uh-oh. Gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to interview a mysterious recluse. Recluse? Recluse. Who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. Oh, I don't know, man. It sounds interesting to me. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll let you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> maybe I'll love it and I'll force you to watch it for the podcast. Uh, maybe it's a bad idea. I don't maybe know. don't watch it. I don't know. Like, I've read the plot and I've looked at some of the pictures and it is really fucking disturbing. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that... I yeah. guess I just don't understand. Is he, is he sewing him up inside of like a walrus carcass? Because wouldn't you think if he was obsessed with walruses, he would get more out of a real walrus? Like was this his walrus best friend who you, died? And I so think he you kept need his... to. I think you need to watch it, <laughs> and then you can explain it to Report me. Report back, but, okay. Lindsay. 
Somebody asked the question the other day, like, what's a movie, a horror movie that you just won't watch? And the first thing that came to mind was Human Centipede for me. Oh, yeah. But this is also going on that list because I just couldn't do it. I don't normally, I think some of that stuff is so unbelievable that it doesn't really bother me. Again, I think the disturbingness, the disturbing quality with this one is because it, it's not like it's realistic, but there were enough little realistic touches to it that it became a lot. Did you, you haven't seen Us, right? No. Mm-mm. Us had a lot of um, really uncomfortable moments like that for me. Like the moments where you kind of laugh because you don't know what ah, else to okay. do because it's really uncomfortable. And I think part of that was also, it's not that it's realistic at all. It's It's a horror movie and there's comedy elements and everything too, but there are explanations of what's going on that feel very Mm -hmm. real like this like this is not a realistic movie but there are some explanations and behind the scenes so to speak things that are coming up that you're like okay in a way that makes sense and I have so many more questions now and you know this is a horror like if we view this predator as a person how horrible a way to go from being a person to a predator that's the kind of stuff that kind of uh gives me the willies Mm. but like sewing people together that's just for fun (laughs) so human centipede tusk right that's just a level of body horror that i just can't yeah yeah like body horror doesn't really bother me Uh unless except certain things like if you were to i don't know break a femur on camera i'd be like oh god you know what really bothered me about this movie the scene where one of them, I can't remember if it was AJ or Tess, is brushing their teeth. The sound of the tooth brushing gave me the creeps. Oh. There's just something about that sound. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, and I don't often think about it, but it really bothered me, like, I as I was notice. watching it this time around. Um, so, you're going to watch Schindler's List. She just cap off a week of Nazi horrors. Wonderful. Great. Oh, there's so much more out there. Is that your favorite Spielberg movie? Um, probably Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Well, one or the other, it vacillates a lot. Schindler's List is definitely one of my favorites, for sure. Do you think Spielberg I, is, like, the greatest director of all time? Um, he's made so many fucking great films. He's definitely, he's definitely great. He's definitely amazing. And he's made different, lots of different kinds of films. Yeah, like, I think he's very good. I think he's an incredible storyteller. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is he seems to have a real understanding of the kinds of stories that people want to hear Mm -hmm. or if it's a story like say Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan like a hard story to hear that really people wouldn't want to hear how to make that palatable for them so I want to tell a story about the Holocaust. You're going to tell me that Schindler's List is palatable? Well that's my point is I want to tell a story about the Holocaust nobody wants to watch a movie about the Holocaust so instead I'm going to really focus on a man who was able to save people in the Holocaust. A good story. Right. A story that Saving you Private hear Ryan, about. like I wanna tell a story that starts with D Day and yeah. soldiers just dropping dead and you know, I want it to be real and gritty and and war is terrible and I wanna get that across. Well, people don't necessarily want that. How mm-hmm. can I make it palatable to people? Well, we have this overarching Saving Private Ryan. I yeah. mean, there's this the overarching movie, story right. about the fact and Schindler's that Schindler's List is a list of people who we can save, right? Yeah. So I think I think he is able to figure. I think he's probably able to read people really well, right? Um, and figure yeah. out 
what kinds of stories they want, even the kinds that maybe they don't necessarily like, know that they want. I want to see a movie about dinosaurs, but I want to feel hopeful and excited about it. Yeah. Not like, but also scared because right. they're dinosaurs. So like, Land Before Time is just sad, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But Jurassic Park, you know, I feel good. I feel hopeful. And when he left the franchise, it just turned to shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Although, he, in fairness, he was still involved with the most recent Indiana Jones, and that was crap. Such yeah, crap. But I, I feel like if you're going to do something like that where you've got the the, the titular actor is so... Uh, I don't want to say he's just so old and it doesn't work, but... Yeah, that wasn't the problem. There with are that things anyway. about Indiana Jones that just... Uh, when I was watching Temple of Doom again and I really wanted to enjoy it, like, and I just couldn't the way I used to... It's the same thing with, like, Swiss Family Robinson. I fucking loved that movie as a kid. I don't think I loved really it. watched it. Bits and pieces because it didn't have TV, but... And I tried to rewatch it when I got Disney+, Plus and it's awful. Mm, yeah. Because of the abuse of the animals in the film. Oh. Because there are lots of animals in the movie because it's about this family and they're, like, living in the fucking wilderness on an island. There's animals all over the place. And it's... It, you can see that they weren't treated very well. Oh. Okay. So those are the things that like nothing horrible, but like but you just know stuff that we shit wouldn't going on. stuff we wouldn't do today. Yeah. Right. Um. And I just couldn't watch it, and I felt kind of the same way when I was watching Temple of Doom. Like, oh, some of this just like white savior shit. This is not. I'm not liking it because the world changes and people change. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Katie and Angie last night about master bedroom. And, and we're now not supposed we're, to call it that We're anymore, saying primary yeah. bedroom now. But then I was like, but the word master is used in a lot of other places where we aren't changing it. Like master's degree, because you've mastered something. I think that's that's why we're using it there. Well, and also, really, master bedroom does not necessarily come from a slave owner being a slave master. It's yeah. your master of the house. But somehow, so, but huh, somehow it got caught, well, but master of the house, like. Well, yeah, but I mean, you may not have uh, any slaves. You're you're just the man of the house, which still, yeah, yeah it's not great. I get well, that. Well, like, like, I was doing something at work the other day, and I said, oh, so-and-so's a slave driver. And I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. And yeah. Kristen was like, yeah, probably not. Like, it's just stuff that I say that I don't think about, and then I say it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't say that. That's, I mean. I this, think that's fine if you if you realize that and then you'd work to not say it again. This all started because Katie said she had seen on like social media where somebody was participating in something that they were referring to as a slave auction. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a it was some kind of charity event, but they were calling it like a slave auction, and I was like, Did you think that would be cute? That's or? they're gonna get canceled. Like this is. So, and it kind of sent us down that road, but anyway. So yeah, Schindler's List. I've only seen it once. I don't want to watch it again. No, I think it's it's a hard it's a, movie it's to watch. It's a fabulous watch. movie. I think it's, it's a powerful film. It's wonderfully acted. It tells a great story. Yeah. Like I don't want to watch it. It's too fucking depressing. It it is. It definitely. Is. Have you seen The Boy in the Striped Pajamas? Yeah, I didn't love it. That I one don't, too. Like I don't want to watch that. I didn't like the the pacing of it. Didn't work for me. Mm. Um. It was, it was just all right, I thought. But. It, Barbarian is on right now while we're watching it. The other cool thing about this segment with Frank. I hate the aspect ratio. There <laughs> are other people bitching about that online, too. I, I get it. I think it's a cool effect. I totally understand why, why we're doing it. it. Yeah. But there is something it about you. it that is really annoying. I hate it. So, 
here's Frank, it's the 80s, and everything is brightly lit, and there's mm-hmm. blue skies, and it's happy. Well, it's just super saturated. Yeah. It's, it just, it's kind of funny because we're watching a sadistic guy, like, go through and do all these fucked up things and yeah. prepare to do these fucked up things, but everything's kind of nice and friendly and homey, and he's in this really cute little neighborhood in well, Detroit. Well, this is, this is when Detroit was at its best, right? At least this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful neighborhood. Everything's so great. So I saw a tweet from the guy who plays Frank, this nice gentleman right here. I recognize him. I'm not sure what else I've seen him in, but I definitely he, recognize he him. He says, true story, mm-hmm. I went to see the film in a theater you know which just went by myself to check it out and there are a bunch of kids in the theater and the movie gets done and like maybe the credits are rolling and they're fumbling the kids are fumbling around with their phones they're turning their phone lights on walking up the aisle and one girl flashes her light in his direction she sees him and she's just it's the guy from the movie and they all like take off running that's pretty cool. If I were him, I would do nothing for the next two weeks but go to show. Yeah, I know. Just to, like sit in the back sit and be back. creepy, and I would wear that exact outfit. Exactly. The shirt, the, sh- the pants, the whole thing. Maybe like have some plastic sheets with me. <laughs> no, you just sit there and eat popcorn and in like be a creepy normal. way. <laughs> it's like uh, Capri sent that. Was it a gif or something about you know the things that you can do to discourage people from hugging you? And one of them was like, when you, whenever some, whenever you go to hug somebody, just whisper to them soon. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. I'm gonna start doing that. I think that's great. When he like goes to put his groceries in the trunk of the car, but he like puts the bags on top of the trunk because he has to unlock the. That's trunk. so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. You just shift them both to one arm. What are you doing? <laughs> it's so strange. The gear shifter that's like on the like steering wheel. I mean, that's just a little. It's so weird. I had that in my Cherokee. You did? That makes sense on a Jeep. I'm pretty sure it was. Did you did you ever drive a car like that? What, like an old Oldsmobile? Yeah. Um I don't I don't think I I think I did. We had one because my nanny and pop, it was Pop's car, was an old Oldsmobile, and that was the car that my brother got when he turned or was around Mm -hmm. sixteen. But I don't think I ever drove it. I don't think I did. I think the oldest car I ever drove was the 88 LeBaron. That was my car when I graduated high school. No, fancy. So fancy. It had, like, the digital um, speedometer that didn't work. Nice. I had the 93 Cherokee. It's my first. Jeeps, they tend to last, I think. Well, that one didn't. Yeah. I was just driving home from school one day, and it just shut down. And you could never get it to work again? (laughs) Power steering just locked Mm -hmm. up. Uh, you don't need that. No, no, no. And he laid his grocery bags down in the trunk. Also, he's wearing this. This is the other thing. He's wearing this, like, one-piece, like, work I love car parts he... thing. And it says Carlos on the name tag. I know. But then when his neighbor comes over later to tell him he's putting a sign in the yard, he's still wearing the thing yeah. with the Carlos name tag. And then the neighbor it... says nothing. because, And that's totally explainable. Like, the neighbor's oblivious, right? Sure. He's or maybe like, he does this a lot. I mean, he obviously had a lot of women. Maybe this is his... His go-to, and he mentioned to his neighbor one time that actually, yeah, my friend Carlos lent these to me, and now yeah, I just wear maybe. them all the time. I don't maybe. fucking know. Whatever. But it is funny. It is funny. Just like it's funny that he's in the middle of the neighborhood, and he just steps out of his car in normal gear, a normal attire, mm-hmm. and then just decides to put yeah. on overall <laughs> coveralls to go in and talk to this woman. Coveralls. Yes. That's what they're called. My mom had some Carhartt coveralls that she would wear. She just had them. They were in the garage. So she could just, like, step into them, and her boots were just, like, underneath the thing. So Perfect. she would just step yeah. in and, like, pull them on and then go out and do whatever she needed to do. Come back. 
Ugh. He is so far away from the curb there, too. Look how far away from the curb yeah, he is. I know. It's nuts. Like, this is very much like an Edward Scissorhands vibe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Little, uh... They just need some more topiaries. What do they call that? Stepford Wives? Hmm. And I, they must have just built this neighborhood up for this for this particular yeah, movie to make it look this way. It does have this this movie does very much have like a Jordan Peele vibe. I some think of the I just think like, um, some of the weirdness and like I said, some of the uncomfortable and there's something about it that really does remind me of like us and uh, fuck you know the hypnosis movie. Um, mm-hmm. Get um, out. Yes, I read in the trivia too. that Peel was maybe a little bit of an advisor to no, really. to him. I'm still really debating whether or not to watch Nope. I think I, it's going to be good. I, I oh, no, I think it. it'll be good. Yeah. I just don't know that it'll be good for me. I want to see I X. It might scare me too I want to see Pearl. Pearl. I do want to see Pearl. I've been seeing a lot of, like, in my Instagram feed, they keep telling me to yeah. watch it. I don't, so it's like a prequel to X, I think. Is it? Yeah. I don't really know and anything I still about X, X other than but... it's a movie but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of it. Like, and I just haven't watched any of it. Instead, I spend my days watching episodes of Love is Blind. and <laughs> Because I can't only take so... Like, even this, the rewatch, I told you. I watched, like, the first two-thirds of it. And then I was, like, right before it got really fucked up, I was, like, I think I just need to, like, watch that tomorrow. Like... Yeah, I don't know why you... <laughs> I don't know why you would just randomly rewatch this. It's too much. It's too right. much. That was so... The, the text that I sent to us uh, to us to to the group with mike Mm -hmm. when i told mike don't do it you'll never recover was um was it the titty milk thing no it was right when she started slamming what's his face's head into oh okay keith yes keith as soon as she brutally murdered keith you were like she like ran out of the dark grabbed him by the head and just broke his skull apart that was when i was like mike no i don't think he has a stomach for this i don't No, i was serious i don't think you'll recover I don't think you can take it. The, the drink it. <laughs> she just wants you to be your baby. I mean, there are worse things to be fed than the breast milk of a monster. Agreed. Woman. Agreed. You might end up being the part of a human centipede. Uh, right. Yeah. Or a walrus. So if you're on the if you're in the human centipede, do you want to be like say there's three people in the chain? You obviously want to be the first person in the chain, right? I would think so, yeah. I definitely yeah. don't want to be in the middle. That's way too claustrophobic. And if yeah. you're at the end, all you get to do is shit. Well, if you're in the middle, all you get is shit. That's oh, so like the shit, so like this person eats food. Uh-huh. It just travels through. And Are, goes, is that what they do? They connect their yeah, intestines? So the mouth of per, one person is connected to the butthole of the person in front. Oh, yeah, then I don't want to do that. So like if I'm in the front, you're... <laughs> Plus, you're not going to survive long. No, you're not, because you're just going to be eating shit. Yeah. Unless they figure out a way to feed you, like, high-nutrient food where the nutrients might, like, make it... I just... No. That's not how... And I think in the movies, like, this... Whoever is doing these experiments is trying to figure out how to make it work. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. We just need to talk about it. You told me that story about Steve-O and, like, the the shit beer. (laughs) And I'm just like, we need to stop talking about this. Um... (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you do too much cocaine. For days on end, you end up drinking your own shit When you give yourself a a beer colonic? Enema. Disgusting. Enema. There it is. All right. Before I throw up, (laughs) um, anything else about Barbarian? I don't think so. I think we covered that. I literally only had four notes. Um, But they were... 
uh, find a fucking hotel. <laughs> it's just a series of bad decisions. Why can we hear dudes pee and not the ladies? <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm just very curious about the inbred mole person's strength. I don't know where that comes from. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, too, that video looks good for having been played right, over and over and over again for 40 years. Um, how fuckable is Justin Long? Like, for you. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, like, gross, and 10 being, like, yes, thank you, all the time. 5? I was maybe gonna say, like, a 6 or a 7. That's fair. Yeah. Like, he's attractive. He's, he's not, but he's... At least, yeah, he's, he's, he's moderately like boy attractive. boy next door. And he's funny as fuck. I mean, he like, is. I'll, I'll give he him is. that, you know. it's <laughs> He's very talented. <laughs> Everything he says and every way he says it in this movie is so fucking funny. He's like, yeah, bitch. Like, he's just <laughs> such a douche. He's amazing. I recommend this movie. I couldn't recommend it more. If you want a fun double feature... You watch this and you can have a palate cleanser of like Love in the Villa on Netflix. Strange. Love in the Villa is really fucking stupid, but like in a fun way. Uh, I mean, you go right ahead. I will probably be skipping Love in the Villa and watching Tusk and Schindler's List. Ah, (laughs) What a double feature. You know, really, uh, really put it all in there. All right. Great. Cool. The movie virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah and I've been listening to Corn a lot. That's pretty much all I've got to say. Happy holidays, if you celebrate the holidays. Happy end of 2022, and uh, I hope you're as excited as I am to welcome in 2023. Baby 2023. He's so sweet and innocent and uh, an and odd year. So, uh, that's all I've got to say. I don't know. What the fuck. I'm not even drinking tonight. I'm just really tired. Uh, have a great week. And, uh... Check you later.